we, we still need to realize that, that, that there, yes, there's something for us to do, amen? And we need to warn people that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon. So, so, so the second key, uh, the first key is that Jesus is coming unexpectedly. The second key is Jesus is coming for us. Jesus is coming for the church. I love this because, uh, you know, sometimes, again, when we're in a, our Christian walk, sometimes we encounter the same problems that other non-believers encounter. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And sometimes we don't look any different than the unbeliever from the outside. But from the inside, we, we, there is a difference. Yeah, there, the enemy may attack us with a disease. The, the enemy will attack the unbeliever with a disease. But there's a difference. We have a promise. We can put our trust and faith in Jesus. And we can stand on the promises of the word of God. And believe God, even though, and we can stay at peace in the midst of the storm. Where an unbeliever has no faith, they have no hope. They, they don't have a hope. They don't have a hope of a better day. But we have a hope. Isn't that good news this morning? My gosh, your amens are good this morning. Amen. And so we do have a hope. So Jesus is coming back for us. I like this. I like what Jesus says in John 14. He said, he said it this way to his disciples that, that, that we're a little nervous about him leaving. Because he kept saying, I'm going, guys. I'm not going to be here to hold your hand. You know, but I, I'm going to be going. But, but I, the reason why I'm going, there was some reasons. And he says in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And then he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. That's awesome. In other words, listen, listen, we, you may encounter some troubles down here. And I guarantee you, you will. But there, there will be a day that we're going to get to heaven. And it's going to be all worth it. Every pain that we went through. Every persecution that we encountered. Everything that we went through. Are you listening to me this morning? Will be worth heaven. Oh, man, listen. What is it to gain the whole world? What is it to have all the world applaud you and lose your soul? What is it to have all the accolades and walk on the red carpet and have all the money but end up losing your soul in hell? It's not worth it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? It is worth serving the... Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm trying to encourage you this morning. It's worth it. I'm telling you it's well worth it. Amen. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And Jesus is prepared. Listen, when we get to heaven, it's going to be so awesome. And they're working on your mansion. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be the greatest place in the universe. And then in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel, with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall be always with the Lord. See, I, see the reason why I believe 
that the rapture and the second coming is, is a, a separate event is because here, you know, we're meeting the Lord in the air. When he's coming back the second time, he's putting his foot on the Mount of Olives. And he's coming back with us. He's coming back with an army and we're his, ar we're his army. So he's coming back for us. And some people believe we're going to go up and then turn around and go back. But I believe we're going to be in heaven seven years having a banquet. Glory to God. Which, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. Jesus is so awesome. And he's, and, he's, and he's with us today. Amen. And so it says here that the dead in Christ will be raised first. And then those that remain will be caught up. What I love about this is that we will get, we will be resurrected. And we will get glorified bodies. And we'll have a body just like Jesus. The Bible says in a twinkling of an eye we'll be changed. Think about that. We're going to be just like Jesus. Ooh, man. I'm telling you, no more counting calories. No more trying to figure out, man. You're going to have the most perfect body in heaven. I believe that. You, you right, right now, you may be struggling with body issues, but when you get to heaven, you're going to, I'm telling you, if something doesn't work down here, it's going to work in heaven. If you got an issue down here and, and, and that, that for some reason it didn't work, it's gonna, everything's going to work in heaven. And it's going to work in optimum measure. And you're going to be able to eat whatever you, all the cake you want and still have a washboard stomach. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory, I believe that. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that heaven is heavenly? And you're going to get your desires in heaven. Glory to God. I'm going to be a little taller in heaven. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. So, amen. But until then, I'll wear my platform shoes. But anyway. <laughs> and so, so we see here in 1 Thessalonians, it says that we'll be raised. And this is awesome because some of you have loved ones in heaven. And what's going to happen is that they, they're in heaven and their bodies are down here uh, in the grave. And their body, and they're going to be transported from heaven to their body in the air with Jesus. And they will have the new body. And then we'll come up and we'll meet our families in the heavenlies on our way to heaven. Woo, man, that's exciting news. Are you here? Of course, those that have already been to heaven, they have a little bit on us. Because they have a little bit of knowledge of heaven. They'll be able to show us around. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And in Revelation 21.4, it says here, I love this about heaven. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. The former things have passed away. Do you know that we were never supposed to encounter death? You know, when God created us, death was never in his mind or his thoughts. In other words, we, listen, listen that you, when you were younger, you used to believe you could live forever. Are you listening to what I say? It's in the makeup of man, most people don't think they're going to even die. They don't think about death. The natural man, the unbeliever, they don't think, they're going to think, they, they think they're going to live forever. Really, they, they don't, don't think about it. They, now, when they get older and they get up in their age, they probably start thinking about it. But a lot of times when we're young, why? It's put in us that, that we were never meant to die. Death was never meant to come into mankind. 
We were not ever meant to encounter pain in our life. We were never meant to encounter depression or oppression in our lives. We were always supposed to be free. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And we're going to get back to that. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We're going to get back to that place in Jesus. Are you listening? And so, and so we see that he'll wipe away every tear from our eyes. And I, I like what it says in Matthew 25, 34. It says, the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Think about that. We have a kingdom. And that's being prepared for us. And listen, the, the, the world we're living in, this, listen, God, God is not running this world system. God is not controlling everything down here. No, no, no. The Bible says that, 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 that the devil is the God of this world system. And he's given us free will to either run it under him or man run it under the enemy. And thank God we can run it under his lordship. So Jesus is coming back. Listen, Jesus has come back to judge the earth for the second coming. Amen? So, so the, the next key is Jesus has come back to judge the earth. And in Revelation 20, 11 through 13, and there, we got to get a revelation of this because judgment is coming. And we need to let people know that, that you know, if they could, you know, the worst thing, especially unbelievers and even as Christians, the worst thing that we can do is procrastinate. In other words, the worst thing we can do as Christians is to put God off. And the worst thing that an unbeliever can do is put God off from getting saved. Well, when I get to my deathbed, I will finally receive Jesus. But I got too much to do in the world now. No, you may not get that chance. We don't want to procrastinate our lives. When God is revealing something to us, we just need to do it. When God is moving on our hearts to do something, this is for somebody today. This, just do, at, at the Nike commercial, just do it. In other words, you need to be, when God is prompting you to do something, just do it. Don't put God off. We do it as Christians, and, and the unbelieving world will do it. They will put God off. Oh, I will come out to church someday. I, I will start serving God someday. No, no, today is the someday. And in Revelation 20, this is talking about the world as well. It says in, in verse 11 through 13, it says, Then I saw a great white throne on him who sat on it, uh, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, when, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. And, and so we, we see this and we know this. This is called the great white throne judgment. And, uh, and, but, but you know what? This, this is an awesome thought. We're going to get resurrected bodies to glorify God and to walk in his blessings. But the world will get resurrected bodies for something different. Oh, it's quiet in this church today. Do you know the world's going to have, they're going to have resurrected bodies, but they're going to be put into a place that you don't want to think about. In other words, there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, suffering. There's going to be, hell's a real place. The lake of fire is a real place. Some people teach us that, that, that hell's not real. No, it's real. Hell's a real place. Some of us got saved because we don't want to go to hell. 
I, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with hell. Amen. Nothing. I don't want to live close to the world. I want to live close to my Lord. Amen. And, and hell's a real There is a reason why we're here today. Because there is a judgment day. I think that's a movie. Judgment day. There is a judgment day. And there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And we need to get a revelation because I really believe it could fire us up to start witnessing to some people. Because if we don't witness, man, listen. You know, the word of God says that if we don't warn people that, that you know, well, I'm under grace. But, but their blood could be on our hands. Oh, man, that's strong today, Pastor. Did you have to go there? Listen, I'm trying to get you to get into a place where you're reaching out to people. That's why we're here today. Not just for ourselves, glory to God. God is a God of love. He's good. But God can't be good without being just. You, you can tweet that. God is a God of love and God is good. But God can't be good without being just. So God has to judge. In 2 Thessalonians 1, 6 and 9, it says, Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you and to give you who are troubled rest with us uh, when the Lord uh, Jesus revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flame and fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God. Think about this. He's saying that God's going to take vengeance on those who do not know him and those. Now, listen to this. God's going to take vengeance on those who do not know him. Why? Why would he do that? That's, you know, he's a God of love because God did everything he could. He sent his son, Jesus. The greatest love that God has given us is Jesus. The greatest love that Jesus has given us is forgiveness and righteousness. And Jesus gave his life. Jesus paid this awesome price, went to a cross, was beat, you know, uh, was whipped, was scourged. I mean, he went through all this. So why? So we wouldn't have to go to hell. And there's people out there rejecting the love of God. And they're rejecting the sacrifice of Jesus. And if we reject the sacrifice of Jesus, what do you have left? But judgment. And I don't want to sacrifice the, 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 the mercy and the love of Jesus. In other words, I want to be aware of that. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so, so God is going to exact judgment on those that, are, they don't, care, that don't care about him. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And he's doing everything he can. He's trying to draw some of, some of the world to him. He's, he's trying to move. He's sending people to go witness to. And people are just saying, I don't want God. Amen. There's people that don't want God. Amen. But I want, somebody say, I want God. And also it says here, not only uh, will he punish those, he said also those who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's sobering, too, because there's the unbeliever. He says, he says he's going to exact punishment on those that, that don't believe. They're but then he says those who don't obey the Lord Jesus Christ. What is he talking about there? Well, listen, you've got to be a Christian to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be punished. For not okay, we'll just continue on that. You'll just let you meditate on that. Then shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of, lo of the Lord, from the glory of his power. I know you guys are excited about this message. Amen. Jesus will judge the Christian. And I'm telling you this. I love this because Jesus will judge us. What will he judge us over? He's not going to judge us for our sin. Our sin has been placed 
on Jesus. We have passed that. We're not going to be judged for our sins. But what can we be judged for if we're not going to be judged for our sins? We're going to be judged if we're going to be, we're going to be judged for our obedience to him. In other words, God's going to look at our life and he's going to say, were you obedient to following me? Were you obedient to doing what I want you to do? Were you obedient to going to the church that I called you to? Were you obedient to doing the things in the church that I've asked you to do? We're, he's, going to, he's going to judge us on that. What is that judgment for? Rewards. In other words, not only will we get heaven, but God wants to pass out rewards to those that obey him. That's amazing. He gives us Faith to get saved. So it's not our own faith to get saved. He gives us grace for our salvation. And then he gives us grace to walk it out. And then he gives us grace for the call. How can we lose? Are you listening to what I'm saying? How can we lose? He gives us faith to get saved. And he gives us grace, amen, to partake of his salvation. And then he gives us grace to do his will. He empowers us. So all we have to do is just say, yes, Lord, yes. Dude, I'm telling you, I was, at, I was in the Bible school, and I, w I already was setting up my kingdom. I knew what I was going to do back in Ramah. I had my house. I had my sports car. I didn't have my lady to go with it. I was waiting for the, for the Mrs. Wright. And so I had my house, and I had two of the rooms rented out. You know, I was living in that house about 100 bucks a month, and I had the garage and the master bedroom. I mean, I'm telling you, I had it going on, and the sports car, but I didn't have my lady. And, uh, and I, I was already ready to stay in Oklahoma, and I'm praying, Lord, I love you. Thank you for all your blessings. And the Lord says, I want you to go back to Virginia Beach. What? I want you to go back and help the pastor. What? I want you to start giving your life to me. What? I can't live my own life, do my own thing. Yeah, you can, but you may suffer when you get to heaven, and you may even suffer something down here. No, listen, this life is not about just you. And, then, and, and I was praying, and the Lord, I said, Lord, you're going to have to confirm this, because I think the devil's trying to get me back to Virginia Beach. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But it wasn't the devil. The Lord wanted me back here. He wanted me to be a pastor. I'm like, God, are you sure about Sometimes I'm pastor, I'm saying, God, you sure about what you're doing? You called me to be a pastor? I, I'm like one of the biggest mess-ups in the church. If people only knew my personal life, you know. I'm not, you know, I, I got this problem. I got this issue. I, are you sure I'm called to be? Yeah, you're called to be a pastor. <laughs> are you listening to what I'm saying? Wow, because you can identify with all the pains everybody else is going through. And you can have a little humility in your walk with me. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Sometimes the pain in our life and sometimes what we go through, God wants to allow a little humility in our life. Why? So we can walk with him. The one of the greatest you know, virtues of a Christian is humility. And sometimes when we go through some pain and we start realizing we don't have it all going on and that we need a Savior to get us out of that pain into the promise, then that's when we walk in humility and we start leaning on God. The biggest problem that, that comes to us as Christians is when we start leaning on ourselves too much. We, are, you, are you listening to what I'm saying today? You start... Listen, listen, it's only by the grace of God that you're here this morning. You didn't wake yourself up. God woke you up this morning. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so he's going he's, he's gonna to judge us. Amen. It's, uh, it's called the judgment seat of Christ. And what is that for? That's, that's for rewards. And I want to build my, the, uh, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, I'm not going to go in there because I'm, I'm closing out. But he talks about that you want to build your foundation on, on gold and silver and precious stones and not on wood and hay and stubble. Because the Bible says when we get to heaven, God's going to put our works to a test. And once we go, go through that test, it, that, that if there's anything that remains, you get a reward. But if, if everything that we've done down here was just basically for ourselves and just to make our life, you know, comfortable, I, I, I don't know if you're really living a true Christian li uh, life. Okay. Are you listening? Because, it's not, you know, the, being a Christian is not about being comfortable all the time. The Bible says endure hardness as a good soldier. Sometimes you're going to have to, sometimes I don't feel like coming here on Sunday morning and preaching. Sometimes I don't feel like going out, knocking on a door and witnessing. Sometimes, you know, I mean, are you listening to what I say? But I still do it anyway. Why? Because I know there's a reward at the end. I'm a reward man. I like rewards. I, I, when I, when I, when I uh, talk to Christina and I ask her to come out or do something, I always say, hey, I'll give you a reward. I'll give you a donut. <laughs> you know, I'm always dangling a reward. Why? Because God is a reward God. He's looking to reward us. He's looking to bless you today. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? He's looking to, 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 to shower his love on you today. Amen? And so we need to get that revelation. So, 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 so I'm going to give you three keys what to do with this message. And I'm going to close it down. Number one, we need to stay focused on the mission. The Bible says don't get entangled in the affairs of this life. What does that mean? In other words, don't get so caught up trying to obtain your own goals and forget about the kingdom of God. Oh, I'm talking today to somebody today. Don't get so caught up in making your life all perfect and getting it all right. And yes, we need to be in a process of doing that. I'm not discounting that, but don't make that your main focus. In other words, make the kingdom of God, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Make the kingdom of God your focus. In other words, don't seek after the things, seek after the kingdom. In other words, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Put God, sometimes the enemy will get us focused on other things and we start to forget that we're in this earth for a reason. What is that reason? To reach people. Right before Jesus was taken up in the cloud, he said in Mark 16, 15 and 16, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. In other words, there's a reason for us. We need to stay focused on the mission. Number two, we need to, we need to stay heavenly minded. We need to stay heavenly minded. In other words, again, we don't want to be so caught up in this world that we forget about God. People that backslide out of, out of the, their relationship with God, they start getting more focused on the things of the world. And they're more focused on that, and, they start, and then they start falling out of church. I, it happened to me. I started focusing more on business and focusing more, and I fell out of church for a little while. And my whole life started crumbling. But I'm not ever leaving the church. I'm not ever leaving Jesus. I'm going to stay with Jesus. I'm going to stay in the church no matter what it looks like. 
I'm not going to let offense get me out of the, the will of God. I'm not going to let the glamour and the glitz that's trying to draw me into the glamour and the glitz to draw me away from, make that my idol. No, Jesus will be the center of my life. And Jesus needs it. The Bible says, guard yourself from idols. That's anything that you worship above God. We need to guard ourselves. And we need to stay heavily minded. Colossians 3, 2 and 4 says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. That could be another rapture scripture. Think about that. Set your mind on things. When you, listen, Christ, who is our life, appears, he's appearing, you will also appear with him in glory. Think about that. That's a rapture scripture. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that which are not seen are eternal. Listen, we need to start focusing on the eternal things in, in, the, in our Christian walk instead of the external things. We need, we need to focus more on the promises of the word of God and the, and the, and the blessings of God. And, and when we focus more on that, then we won't be so externally focused. We will be uh, eternity focused. I hope I got that right. And we listen to what I'm saying today. And so we need to understand when we focus on these things, because listen, what's, everything that we have, everything that we're dealing with is subject to change. Do you know your relationships can be subject to change? You might be in a bad relationship with your spouse, but it's subject to change to be a good relationship. You might be dealing with an issue in your body, but it's subject to change. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Healing. You may be dealing with financial issues, but it's subject to change when we take the, when we take the unchanging word of God, apply it to our problem, then it will change our problem. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. And then number, number three uh, key is that we need to stay rapture ready. And we need to stay rapture ready. What does that mean? That means that we, we need to be like the, the five virgins. Jesus talks about ten virgins. Five had their oil filled and five did not. And when the bridegroom came, only five could enter in. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, we need to stay full of the Holy Ghost. We need to stay for how many people want more listen gosh how many people want more Jesus in you Amen. put more word in you more word in you more Jesus more of God's word in you more of Jesus in you so we need to stay rapture ready Romans 13:12 says it this way the night is far spent the day is at hand therefore let us cast off Works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly in the day, not in reverie or drunkenness, not in lewdness or lust, not in strife or envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh or to fulfill its lusts. Amen. And so, and so this is what we need to do. We need to make sure that we're putting down the flesh and put on Christ. The Bible says that we need to put on Christ. What does that mean, Pastor, put on Christ? That means we need to put on a heart of love. We need, we need we, listen, we don't need to be talking about people. We don't need to be criticizing people. We don't need to be minimizing. Oh, you listen to what? We don't need to be. Gossip is a bad sin. We don't need to be gossiping. In other words, we need to make sure that we mind our own business. 
Hallelujah. In other words, we need to make sure we keep ourselves straight. We don't need to be looking and comparing ourselves with other people. No, we need to look at ourselves, allow the Word of God to examine us, allow the Word of God to set us free, and then when we get free in love, we can come to a brother and bring them into a place of freedom. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Did you receive it this morning? Are you excited about Jesus coming back? Are you expecting his return? I'm telling you, I'm excited. Somebody say Maranatha. Hallelujah, Lord, come quickly. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.